Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. The art of ministry. So, I have my copy. <laughs> Open your copy. <laughs> so, if you brought your copy, open your copy. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. I have my copy. So, please make sure you have your copy. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, we're talking about the art of ministry. Hallelujah. And today I'm talking about types of workers. Hallelujah. But let me give us a background. You know, listen. Tell your neighbor gently that please, just tap the person gently, say please. Tap the person gently, say please. God is not looking for members. He's looking for workers. <laughs> A lot of people think God is looking for members. If God was looking for members, after he had created Adam, he wouldn't have given me the garden to till. Hallelujah. If God was looking for members, after he created Adam, he would not give him a job. Hallelujah. The father he gave him a job is a son that God is looking for workers. Amen. So when you come to church, desire to find something to do. Is somebody hearing me? When you come to church, try and find something to do for God. Hallelujah. Don't, don't only come and warm the chair and go back. I'm a member. God is not looking for members. Members? He has enough angels. Legions of angels. Hallelujah. He is looking for workers. Amen. That's what we are preaching about the art of ministry. The ability to work for God. Do you bring your copy? You have your copy? Some of you didn't bring your copy. Those who bring your copy, please lift up your copy. Open your copy. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. And please let me preach to you well. You see, God is looking for workers. Hallelujah. Just in case you, you, you don't believe me, there's a scripture in um, Exodus chapter 23 verse 25. I'll show you the scripture. Exodus chapter 23 verse 25. Exodus 23, 25. He said that, and ye shall what? Everyone, let's all read together. I want to go. Have you seen the scripture? And ye shall attend church. You shall do what? You shall do what? You shall do what? It's very simple. He said, and ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless. So it's a simple equation. You serve, he blesses. You serve, he blesses. You serve, he blesses. You serve, he blesses. But you don't want to serve, and you are demanding to be blessed. And ye shall serve the Lord thy God, and he shall bless thy, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sicknesses away from the midst of thee. Hallelujah. You said. Everybody, look, look, look around and say, said. And your left is seven. Say, said. And the right hand is what? Again? 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 I want you to do this simple exercise. It will, it will, it will enter your brain. Again? 
So don't keep on stretching your right hand to be blessed when the, this, the left hand is in your pocket. That's all. If you, if you don't understand anything today, this is enough. You have kept your left hand in your pocket. It is what? Again? Again? Stop putting your left hand in your pocket and then walk in some way. Uh, no, no, it doesn't work that way. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? They say you shall save. It's, and that's what saving goes. I'm going to talk to you about types of workers. You always find your, yourself in one type or two of the worker. You can do something for God. I'm telling you, you can do something for God. You by always can do something for God. You see. Bless your bread, your water, and take sicknesses away from you. Hallelujah. Bishop also taught us, I'm, I'm showing hand. Bishop also taught us that underneath every prosperity, underneath every prosperity is what? Underneath every prosperity is what? When you stretch your hand. Underneath it is what? Yeah. If you see anybody who has done well or doing well, prosperity. Because the Bible says the blessing of the Lord, it is the blessing of the Lord. It maketh rich. Hallelujah. So when you see anybody blessed, underneath it, it's a blessing from God. Hallelujah. Uh, unfortunately, it's not hard work. Unfortunately, it's not hard work. Because if it was hard work, some of you are prospered by now. Huh? If it was just purely hard work. Because man has worked. Man has worked day and night. Over time. I'm not saying don't work hard though. But I'm saying I don't put your trust in hard work. Because underneath every blessing. Underneath every prosperity is the blessing of God. When God blesses you, you are blessed. I said, when God says you are blessed, you are blessed. Hallelujah. And all that God is asking you for you to bless me is that. Sir. Again. Again. I'm blessed. Don't forget the simple action I'm showing you. Always remember this. That one day somebody said that it is this. So, this type of behavior. Hallelujah. So, God is asking us to, the blessing of the Lord, make it rich. So, I'm going to teach us about types of workers. Okay? Types of people who workers. Because in every organization, in every church, there are types of workers. Hallelujah. Amen. Or types of church workers. First of all, I want to make sure, are you interested in working for God? Are you interested? Because if you're not interested, I'm wasting my time teaching you. Are you interested? You Tell your neighbor, you better be interested. If you want to be blessed. You better be interested. Otherwise, you know, this thing doesn't work. Hallelujah. So, types of workers. When you look, you come into a church and you see people working, Types of workers, okay, or any organization. First of all, there are some people who work, okay. There are workers who are, there, are, there are some workers who are sons and daughters, okay. There are some workers who are sons and daughters. Not everybody in the church is a son or a daughter. There are some people who are sons and daughters. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter two. Philippians chapter 2, verse 22. Ah. Philippians 2.22. Can you look at it? It says that, but you know the proof of him. Okay? But you know the proof of him. That as a son. As what? As what? With the father. He had served me in the gospel. For you know the proof of him. 
that as a son with the father he had sent me in the gospel Philippians was written by who? I said Philippians was written by who? Did Paul marry? Did Paul have children? Biologically? Yeah. Paul was referring to Timothy. Even though Paul did not give birth biologically, he referred to Timothy as my son. Hallelujah. He said that, but you know the proof of him. There's a proof that when he comes to the way Timothy works with me, he works like a son. That's the difference. You see, they are businesses. Let me give you. If you look like their companies, you see, like there is, if you, if you like even the, uh, in the business world, they are associates. Cohen uh, associates. Uh, what are the associates? Uh, well, all the Jewish associates. Those associates. Rosenbaum and associates. Do you understand? Uh, it, it's, it's a type of business. And then the social type of business say that rich, rich, uh, rich one and son. KJC and son. <laughs> limited. Kwefori and son limited. It's just a type of business. Cohen and son. Sanford and son. Bongo and son limited. <laughs> it's also a type of business. Do you understand what I'm saying? It means that it is a business between a father and a son. Hallelujah. That's different from a company that is associates. Hallelujah. Because when a business is, is between a father and a son, even the way they work, the partnership is different. No, what is between a father and the partnership is different. Because the son who is working there is not only working for a salary. Are you hearing me? When, when you hear Kofori and sons, okay, Jesse and son, the son who is there is not only working for salary, he is working because his future and is in the company and he, he is looking at a dream of inheriting the company. That's different from a, a, a partner. Hallelujah. I, I remember my uncle, for those of you who come from Ghana, you know, my uncle used to work with um I, I don't know whether you know about lit, Lita Pharmaceuticals. Lita Pharmaceuticals, they used to make paracetamol. Huh? Lita. Lita Pharmaceuticals. Paracetamol, blah, blah, all those medications. Okay? It was my uncle's company. My uncle was in partnership with Mr. Patel. So Lita is Patel turned upside down. Patel. When you reverse Patel, it's Lita. You haven't thought about it. Yeah. He was called Mr. Patel, Indian guy. So the business was called Letter, which is his name spelled backwards. Okay, that's why we got a letter from my sister girls. Okay? And they had all this, listen. And they, at the point, they were even making soft drinks. Picola. Remember Picola? Yeah, Picola, Picola is, the, the drink is named after one of my niece, Mr. P. <laughs> Derek. One of my, uh, my cousins, that's my niece, my cousins. Of my cousin, Mr. Derek. It's Piccola. That's how everything came from. But even though my uncle was in partnership with Mr. Patel, okay, because the economic advisor, Mr. Patel had a son. Okay? Mr. Patel had, the old man had a son. So when the old man became, who was also a partner, but the business was running such a way, so when the old man became weak, the one who succeeded was not my uncle. It was the son. Because he was, Patel was the chief investor in the business. So when he, the old man became sick, it was the son. And I used to find it very funny how my, my uncle used to call this small boy my boss. I used to find it very, very funny. That you, this old man, are calling this small boy your boss. Yeah. But he understood. And, and, and that boy from day one knew that he was the heir apparent. He knew from day one. So, I remember some time ago, you know, in Africa, there's always demonstration. People are always complaining that their salary is not enough. It's a common problem. 
uh, one demonstration after the other. So I remember one time and time ago, the workers started demonstrating. Our story is not, 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 not. And you know, that time the old man was in charge. He did not join the demonstration because he knew. And, and it's not only Ghanaian, so even the Indians. I remember some of Mr. Patel's friends and nephews joining the crowd to agitate for increased salary. But that boy did not join because he knew he was the heir apparent. He knew his position. Is somebody hearing me? He knew he was a higher parent. Amen. Yeah. So there's a way to work for a son. As a son. Hallelujah. And people who work as sons, eh, they don't work for salaries. They see their future in the business. If you see your future in the church and in the ministry, your attitude is different. Oh, yes, a good place to clap for her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and those who work like that can be trusted. One of the, one, one of the signs of that you are a son, that you can be trusted. That's what I'm teaching you. Even in business. You see, this book, like Apostle was saying, one of the best person to work for, one of the pe- best person to work for is God. God has the highest standards. So if you can work well in God's kingdom, you can work well in any business kingdom. If you actually can apply this principle, if you can work well in God, because God has higher standards than anybody else. So if you can meet God's standards, you can meet any business standards. Look, people who work as sons can be trusted. Hallelujah. If you, a sign, a sign that you are a son is that you can be trusted. Hallelujah. That is why even where, once again, I'm going to give you, those of you who come from Ghana, you see a big Lebanese store. Okay? A big Lebanese store, Koala, all those type of stores. Okay? You see them, there are people who put things on the shelf, there are people who do this, but the one who sits at the counter, the one who sits at the counter, which is the most trusted position. It's either the man himself, his wife, or his child. They don't bring. Have you seen anyone else in there before? Have you seen before? Either the man is there himself, his wife, or his son, or his children. Because, because that is the most crucial part of the business. And therefore, you need somebody that can be trusted. If you put somewhere that you cannot trust, you are a dead man. So those of you who are doing businesses in Ghana and you are delegating, you better be careful. Oh, I can tell you more stories. Somebody was telling me about a pharmaceutical. You see, business and church. I'm teaching you business and church. Somebody was telling me about a pharmaceutical company that he had opened. You see, in, in, in Ghana, you need a pharmacy license to open a pharmacy. I'm talking about Ghana. Ghana is the only country, and I'm sure it's the same in all, all other African countries and even here. A business that he had opened, a pharmaceutical company. Okay? You should try to use your lances to make some money. You are wasting your lances. After church, let's talk. <laughs> After church, let's talk. A business that he, he had opened. And he had put somebody there. Can you believe? The person is selling the medication. And then when he sells the medication, he goes and buys from the hotel and come and replace so you will come and see that the medicine is there. They get all the time. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, because you are not there. You are not there. So you left hundred bottle, uh, hundred bottles of uh, ampicillin. You come back two weeks. The same hundred bottles is there. What you don't know is that the person has sold, made the profit, and bring back your hundred bottles. I'm preaching. It's just what I'm telling you. This type of armchair business medical flow. Sitting here and doing business. Put your eye there or a son. Somebody that you can trust. Because there's a difference between a son working or an employee working. It happened to you? Oh yeah. Oh, the person was selling the big pharmacy. 
I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Because working as a son is different. It can be trusted. Hallelujah. Working as a son. And Paul is saying that Timothy, Timothy was with me as a son. I could trust Timothy. When I leave Timothy to go for outreach, I'm not worried. When I am not in church and I leave Timothy to preach, I'm not worried. Some pastors, when you are a head pastor and you leave them to when you come, you have to ask what do you preach. You may never know. Listen. When he's not there, there's joy in the church. There's anointing. The senior pastor has just traveled one weekend to preach. And that is the thing. You, you the assistant, to preach. This is the time to show your anointing and your convention. You are slaying people. Nah. You are not preaching like a son. You see, so, so, so working like a son is different. Hallelujah. And Paul is saying that Timothy, he said, I know the, he said, but you know the proof of him. I'll come to that point. Hallelujah. Yeah, a son. You see, and when you are a son, you can be corrected. If you are a son or a daughter, you can be corrected. The Bible talks about who has a son that he does not chastise. So if you are a worker in the church, you are in the church, and your pastor cannot call, you see, I'm giving you the signs of sonship. One, you can be trusted. Two, you can be corrected. So if you cannot be, see, there's some people in the church you cannot correct them. I'm preaching. They do something and you look at me. I beg you. Because if you dare correct them, they will send you a memo. <laughs> they will write you a memo. That, excuse me. Excuse me. I just came to serve God small. I didn't come to treat her like a child, okay? Okay? Okay. I, I'm sorry, okay? I mean, I'm, not, I'm not one of those people that call you papa, mama, okay? I am not like that. Okay? I'm this, this type of fear in the church. Everybody's afraid of you. I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid of you. I mean, let me tell you, I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> so, 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 you don't even go near them. Hallelujah. But when you are a son or a daughter, you can be corrected. Is somebody hearing me? You can be instructed and corrected. The person can tell her what you are doing is wrong. I remember one pastor, one, one church member, one church member, I won't, his, um, I won't mention him because you may know him. I had a problem with his wife, quarreling back and forth. So they came to see me. Then I talked to him. Uh, he was even a grown up person, a grown up person. A grown up. I talked to him. I said, oh, I think what you did was wrong. Because he was annoyed. He was angry. He won't eat the wife's food. He won't sleep with the wife. You know that type of like he's bored. So I spoke to him. That oh, I think what you're doing is wrong. In this matter, you are wrong. So change. And I told him, look, when you go home, have sex with your wife and call me. <laughs> Doctors orders. So he went home. When he finished, Robert, I finished. I said, thank you. <laughs> with your wife and when you finish call me <laughs> and he actually fulfilled the mission and he called said Reverend mission accomplished I said fine we shall move on to phase two <laughs> yeah but some of you are saying you tell me that well, it's my private business my bedroom is my own private business how do you want to get into my bedroom I beg you, it's your private to keep it. But I knew why I was saying that. Hallelujah. Yeah. Can be corrected. Amen. A son can be corrected. Hallelujah. When you do something that's no good, they'll correct you. Don't squeeze your face. Hallelujah. Yeah. A son can be trusted. A son can be. In fact, sonship, it is actually developed over time. It is developed over time. Sonship in the church is developed over time. Hallelujah. It's not 
The father's room, when he enters the church, he calls daddy, daddy. It doesn't mean anything. It is something that is developed over time. I know the, the proof of him. Over time, this guy has proven that he's a son. Hallelujah. They can be corrected. They can be trusted. It's developed over time. Another thing about sonship is that when somebody is a son or a daughter, he is not embarrassed of the father's condition. He is not embarrassed. Why am I saying so? Paul wrote to Timothy and asked. Paul was in prison. He was in chains. And asked Timothy to come to him in the prison. And Timothy was not embarrassed. Yeah. Timothy did not feel ashamed. A true son is not embarrassed whether his father is in jail or not. I'm preaching to you. Oh, yeah. One of the, you know, there was a, there was a guy who bombed Timothy McVeigh. Oklahoma City bomber. The guy who blew the Oklahoma Federal Building some years ago. I remember doing his trial. He's a beast, he's this, he's that. And then they called the mother. Then the mother said, oh, he's my son. This, this, the mother said, he's a good boy. Now, the mother tell my mother, look, to the world, he may be a criminal, a monster, but to the mother, he's my child. That's the difference. To everybody, he's a monster. But to the mother, this is my boy. This is my son. This is my son. You may see him as a monster, but this is my son. Because, you see, a son is not, a true son is not embarrassed. When Paul wrote to Timothy, he was in jail. In chains. Many people, when they see somebody, you see, when, when somebody is in a bad condition and you despise the person, it's a sign that you're not a true son. Because a true son is not embarrassed. Yeah. Your father is your father, whether he's in jail or out of jail. And your mother is your mother, whether she's a prostitute or a harlot. She's still your mother. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, we used, I used to have a, a very funny friend when we were in secondary school. I don't even know why the, that boy used to behave like that. You know, one of this, he was a nice looking guy. You understand? But he, 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 he came from a poor home. You understand? Oh, and what's the correct term for it? Humble background. It's a, it's a, it's a politically correct statement. <laughs> he comes from a humble But he's one of those guys who like to associate with rich, rich friends. You understand? And he was very popular in school. So all the rich friends, all the rich kids in school were his friends. You understand? I mean, I remember those days when we used to have bag bush or something called bag bush. Hey, the way he would use the hot pick to pick his head. And cut his back bush. Hey, I won't mention his name just in case somebody knows him. Yeah, he was a very cool guy. And all the rich kids in the school, so on vacation he goes to this rich people's home and things, chilling. And then one day, we're in school, when a humble-looking man came looking for him. I'm telling you a true story. It's not a lie. Can you believe that after the man, whatever the man came to give him in, in some post politician bag or whatever it is, you see, you know, secondary school we can tease. People were sitting in the classroom and watching the man come. Because, all, because the rich kids, when they are coming to visit them, they come with a car. They understand? But this one, this one came with, with a walking. And then called him, said, I'm looking for his name, mentioned his name, and gave him something. Can you believe that when he came back, he said, That's my father's driver. So my father sent a driver to do something. But unfortunately for him, you see, you live in a neighborhood. Some people need, you see, you, you can pretend, but you, you, you don't live in an island. Some people knew where he came from. So when one of the guys said, he said, what? What did he say? I grew up with him. That is his father. It's one of the stories I will never forget. He called his father a driver. Yeah. 
were like 15, 16 at that time. He called, my said, hey, I knew him. I grew up, that's his father. You see, if you do that, it will not be well with you. I said, if you do that, it will not be well with you. Your father is your father. Your father is your father. No matter the condition that he's in, he is your father. Of course, later on, I heard that he had come to America. He came to hustle here. He found some girl. The girl divorced him. The girl sued him. It wasn't easy for him at all. <laughs> yeah. he, told, you know, he told us that this is my father's brother. You see? But it means, it means that you are not a son. Because a son, a son is not ashamed. Hallelujah. A son is not ashamed. Amen. Yeah. A son looks like the father. Yeah, another thing, another thing that a, child, a son also looks like a father. A son also looks like a father. I remember, I remember Bishop saying this story. You know, a lot of people used to call Bishop Daddy, 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 Daddy. And I don't think that he was very bored. You know, sometimes he can get bored. <laughs> because there's some, 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 some lady, some lady, oh, Daddy, Daddy. He said, don't call me Daddy. That's what he said. He said, don't call me daddy. That's what we're taking her back. And he, and he pointed to his sons, his biological sons. He said, have you seen this boy over there? He said, my child. He said, he said, how do you know? He said, he looks like you. Do you know what I'm saying? He said, he looks like you. This David looks like you. Joshua looks like you. When he sees you, they look like you. He said, can't you see that they look like me? What is it about you in the ministry that is like me? Sister, so and so, what about you in the ministry? Outreach, you won't come. Uh, Sunday uh, uh, prayer meeting, you won't come. Uh, giving, you won't do. And, and you are, is it, is it, do you look like me in the ministry? No resemblance. So don't call me daddy. You are not. Because a child looks like the father. <laughs> Hallelujah. Those of you who call me father, I'm giving you a, I'm giving you a, a caution. I'm preaching. Yeah. I'm giving you a caution. Just, just a caution. I am one person who does not get tired working for God. And I don't use tiredness as an excuse not to be in church. So when I hear, well, I went to work overnight, so I couldn't come to church. Then you're not my child. One of my cardinal said, no matter how tired I am, I will always be in church. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Alfred. Alfred was one time telling the choir, so, some time ago, you people said Apostle John was the pastor. He was a full-time pastor. So, on, uh, because it's a full time, that's why he has time to be around. So, you have are, you are gone to work and you are tired. But Reverend Sam do that for a long time. He works like us and he's always here. So, what is your excuse? Hallelujah. So, when I see people that, oh, why are you in church? Why do you go, oh, I went to work and I was tired? No, 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 no. You, you are not a son, you are not a daughter. Because me, tiredness is not an excuse. I was glad when they said unto me, even when I'm asleep, I'll come to church. I'm preaching to you. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? So be careful not to use titles that, you know. And of course, the advantage of being a son or a daughter is that you are in line for inheritance. I say you are in line. That's why I gave that Patel, that Patel boy. He was a small boy, but he was in line for the inheritance. Timothy was in line. When Paul left the church, Timothy became the bishop. friends. You, when you write your will, do you have your friend's name in it? Huh? And how do you carry your name? When you wrote your will, did you put your friend's name or your classmate in it? Even your, 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 your sons and daughters. That is how the inheritance runs. All through the Bible, anointing, favor, prosperity, 
they ran from father to son. Moses and Joshua, Elijah, my son, Elijah called Elijah my father. Elijah called Elijah my father. Even though Elijah did not give birth to him, he was working as a son. Oh yeah. I'm talking about spiritual things. People who work as sons and daughters, that's what I mean. One, they are loyal. Okay? It developed over time. They are not ashamed. They can be corrected. Yeah. Hallelujah. May you work as a son or a daughter. Amen. I said amen. Are you all going to? Please take my preaching seriously. Calling somebody something that's not making who you are. Like Bishop told one lady, if I go and stand in a garage and I say BMW, I don't become a BMW. <laughs> You standing in the garage and calling BMW does not make you a BMW. Hallelujah. They are genetic lines. Hallelujah. So learn to be a son or a daughter. Hallelujah. I said amen. Yeah. Another type of work I will talk about, if time, if time will permit me, is workers who have the same spirit as the leader. 2 Corinthians 12, 18. 2 Corinthians 12, 18. It says that I desired Titus and with him I sent a brother. Okay? I desired Titus and with him I sent a brother. Did Titus make a gain of you? Walk we not in the same spirit Walk we not in the same spirit. Paul said that I am saying that as a brother. Okay? And he said, did Titus make any gain of you? Didn't Titus, when he came, didn't you see that the same spirit that I have was upon him? Because there are some workers, okay? I'm using the term church workers who carry the same spirit as the leader. And there are some type of workers too who carry a different spirit. Hallelujah. Yeah. Listen, I need to I'll show you something. Come. This is what Francis and Jeff, yeah. Can you carry this chair? Carry, just lift, lift up the chair. And take it and take it wherever you want to go. Please come back. You can come and carry the chair. Take it wherever you want to go. Ah, you, go you know, you go this way. You can go this way. You understand? Bring it back. I'm showing something. It is not the father you can carry a chair. Okay? It is not. Okay? If we want to make progress, then if the instruction is to carry the chair here, okay, if the instruction is, let's take the chair here, I expect that when you come and you hold it, help me carry the chair. Then this is where, this is the instruction. We are going, God, my instruction is, let's carry the chair from here to here. Hallelujah. It is not because you can carry the chair by yourself, but Carrying the chair with the common mission. That's what progress. Because if I say let's carry the chair from here and you still want to go, you are going this way. Carry it. I said, This is my vision. I want to go here. But you have a plan of going here, so go this way. Have you seen? Have you seen? Has the chair been carried? Has the chair been carried? Has progress been made? The chair is carried, but has progress been made? Yeah. So when you get people who say, ah, but that's not the only way, the Bible also says, we are not saying the Bible does not say, but we are making a certain progress. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's not the only way. It's, we are not saying that. We, we want to make progress. And progress means that we must have the same spirit and move in the 
same direction. Go and ask God. When he wanted people to help Moses, go. the Bible calls God the father of all spirits. Do you know God is called the father of all spirits? He has a lot of spirits. But when he wanted somebody to help Moses, the Bible, he, he picked up 70 elders. And God could have given them 70 spirits. Because he's not short, he, God is not in shortage of spirits. He could have given them 70 spirits. Okay, you take this one, you take this one, you take this one. No. But when he called the seven, he called Moses, took the spirit of Moses, and gave them the same spirit. Because progress is made when we have one spirit and one vision. Hallelujah. I'm talking about church. Any business. Look, those of you who do business, eh? Look, the one who formed the company. Or the that business, you are the vision carrier. Everybody else is supposed to come and put their vision under your vision. So any person who is operating with a different vision, you say, look, we are going to do a show in Michigan at 2 o'clock. The person says, oh, no, 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 no. Michigan is no. It's better we go to Chicago. No, I am the vision bearer. Hallelujah. So any associates, any assistant who seem to have a different opinion from the leader, that person cannot, you cannot make. Watch out. I'm preaching. Watch out for people like that. Hallelujah. Because the vision is always given to one person. The vision is, the vision is not given to two. Please don't, don't, don't make that mistake. God never called two. I called Abraham my servant. I called him alone. The vision is always given to one person. In anything that is a progress, there is one leader. And all those who are called are supposed to help. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Is somebody hearing me? I said, somebody hearing me? So Paul was saying that didn't you see? Remember, one of the things that Paul said, I desire Titus with him. I did Titus, you see, he made a statement. This is what you see. Look, look at this thing. Did Titus make a gain of you? You see, did Titus make a gain of you? In other words, did Titus preach to you and ask for money? That's the question. Did Titus, when he came, did he preach and ask for money? Did Titus ask for transportation? The titles say that, look, a, a, a laborer is worth his wages. No. I, I, I'm sure the revelation. Because when Paul went there to preach, he said that this house of mine have labored for me. He worked day and night and did not receive any salary from the church. And therefore, when Titus came and did the same thing, me and Titus have the same spirit. We work and don't get paid in the church. It, it, it's not, it does not mean that but when Peter and Co went there they said you shall not muzzle the ox that tread a laborer, a, a, a worker is worth his wages he don't, they that preach the gospel must eat of the gospel, that's true but Paul said that that's not the spirit upon me and don't you see that when Titus came he did the same thing hallelujah walk we not in the same spirit. Didn't we do the same thing? Did he say anything different? When you see me going, didn't you see that? Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. It's not about whether you can do it or not. I'm sure you progress. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's not about uh, this is not the only way. No, 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 Okay? It's not about that. I know that this is not the only way. Okay? I also know that. And God also knows that. But progress is made with one spirit. Hallelujah. Is somebody hearing me? Yeah. One spirit. You walk in agreement. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, if the pastor, the senior pastor, the pastor said, look, 
on uh, every all AFM meetings when you meet, teach this book. I'm not saying it doesn't mean it's the, it's the only book to be taught, but progress is made as we move in one direction. So no, no, I read Pastor Chris's book. It's also a very good book. So let's study Bishop book. That book's more. And we are not saying Pastor Chris's book is a bad book. All I'm saying for this season, this is the progress we want to make. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here with me, church? You are very quiet. I hope you are getting the revelation. Look, I'm, see, ministry and business. So even those of you who do business, anybody who seems to have a, a different opinion from you, the mission carrier, he's not a good person. Take him out. Take, no matter how talented he is, you don't need him. No matter how skilled he is, you don't need him. Because progress is not, not, made, not made by skill or talent. It is made by unity and faithfulness. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. That is why even... <coughs> I tell you. That is why even in marriage, you make progress. In marriage, you make progress when the wife agrees with the husband. And they said as well. Yeah. The Bible says that the husband is the head. I didn't write the Bible. As you submit to often, how must submit to Christ? But progress is made. Okay? When you agree, I mean, some husbands have, some wives are anti, anti-husband. Totally anti-husband. I, brother who told her reverend my wife if if i say blue he will say red if i say up she will say down so after living with her for a while if i want blue i say red then she say blue (laughs) it's like number one critic opposition She will say Costco. So if I want to go to Costco, I'll say Walmart. There is a critic. I'm still staying there. Never agree, never align. Alignment, never, 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 never. You see, but if you want progress, learn to be your number, your husband's number one supporter. I say, learn to be your husband's number one supporter. If you want progress, learn to be his number one admirer. Yes. I, at least I know of a, a lady pastor I was, I was doing to, I, don't, I, I didn't see that. I was her. Every time his husband preaches powerfully, he will get her from his chair. He said, ah, open open <laughs> He will take her cloth and go as the husband is preaching and take her cloth. You see? And go and like this. Oi! We were many, many pastors' wives. When the husbands are preaching, they squeeze their face. Look at what he's saying. <laughs> Look at what he's saying. If people know who he really is, they will not be clapping for him. I know who he is. Number one critic, number one critic. He's not saying, oh God, Martin. Praise you, your head will get big. You need somebody to criticize you. Let me. <laughs> yeah, it's actually like, like I will be the other side. 
cannot be praised all the time. Somebody has to criticize you. But if someone has, let somebody, it shouldn't be you. Because you are the helpmate. You are supposed to be his number one fan. Align for progress. Align, align, align for progress. Oh, Bomote. <laughs> Is somebody hearing me? Yeah. Critic. Align for progress. Align. Your negative stand is not good. You see, I mean, I mean, even the raising of the children, why would you agree? Just agree. Afterwards, one little child, the father said, You eat organic milk. Let him drink organic milk. What the milk? <laughs> Say that this is my boy, I want him to drink organic milk. What was the big deal? Organic, he will drink in organic. He will, uh, please. Carnation, because your husband said organic, now you're going to buy carnation milk. (laughs) No. No. Listen. He took the same spirit and put it upon something else. You cannot even raise your children with two different spirits. They won't do well. If the children see that mommy has this opinion and daddy has this opinion, they don't even do well. And and listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully. I'm checking this. You may have a problem with a man. That is a husband-wife problem. But that problem should not be translated into child-mother-father problem. And how did you can even though you disagree with your husband on some issues when it comes to parenting agree don't create a division because progress will not be made walk we not walk we not hallelujah yeah don't look don't bring your don't bring your your children into the quarrel with your husband. I said, do not bring your children into the quarrel of your husband. Yeah, don't bring them in. Don't bring them in. Yeah. You can argue with him and call him in the bedroom, but don't allow your children to disrespect him. Because between you and, between you and him, it's a husband and wife. There's no Bible that says that honor your wife or husband and shall be well with you. But between them, it's a father and a daughter. Child, honor your father. Yes, you are dealing with their prosperity and their future. You, you are dealing with your comfort and your peace of mind. There's two different things altogether. <laughs> That's totally different. Totally different. So don't bring them in. Don't bring them in. Because the father of somebody is a bad husband, I don't know if he's not a good father. <laughs> Two different things. I know some bad husbands, but they're good fathers. The guy chases like a rabbit, but he makes sure that all his children's cookies are paid. <laughs> Everything on the sketch, he's chasing after it. But at least when it comes to his children, he makes sure that they are taken care of. So, yes, you are annoyed with him, but the children, he's a good provider. Separate the two relationships. Walk we not. Walk we not. Walk we not in the same spirit. Walk we not in the same steps. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Progress is made. Okay. That's why even when they were building the Tower of Babel, the Bible said that God said that. The purple is one. And nothing, nothing can be held from them. That's what I'm saying. Nothing. That's how God created us. Once you are united, nothing can be held from you. Hallelujah. So understand the spirit. And God always calls one person and puts the, spirit, the vision in that person. 
and brings in helpers to collaborate and help to move this forward. Hallelujah. Yeah. Nothing. So please. Ministry requires the same spirit. God of business. God of business requires the same spirit. Hallelujah. See, I'm not talking about, you see, the fact that somebody is asking your opinion does not mean that your opinion should be carried through. You see, if you are a good leader, you always seek opinions. Because that's, that's leadership. But what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Do you understand what I'm saying? Because you're just getting opinions. But after you have heard all the opinion, if I say that this should be done, you shouldn't say that well, when we talk, he doesn't listen. No, 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 no. But when we talk, he doesn't listen. I am not supposed to listen to you. I'm just getting your opinion. <laughs> That's all. That's all. I'm not supposed to listen. I'm just getting your opinion. I'm getting your input on the matter. It's a suggestion. Yeah. Hallelujah. May God grant us wisdom. May God grant us understanding. You should be his number one admirer. Bombarding. <laughs> yeah. No critic. I'm telling you. Critic. Because that thing I had with my own right. You see, the brother told me, he said, Reverend, my wife. My wife. If I say blue, she will say red. If I say yellow, she will say green. And I used to quarrel a lot. Then I got a revelation that look, the way to move forward is this woman is the Bible says, dwell with them according to knowledge. Since she always operates in the negative, I will start in the negative. So, <laughs> look, I'm not out of words, I'm just out of time. We'll continue next week. Please. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you. Take up your cross oh, yes, Lord. And follow Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Take up your cross every day. Don't be ashamed. Oh. To say. He said that if you are ashamed of me, if you are ashamed of me in this pervert and crooked generation, I will be ashamed of you. A true son is not ashamed. A true child of God is not ashamed. This afternoon, I want to give you an opportunity to be born again. To be able to say that God is my father. To be able to say with all confidence that I am saved. 
and I am destined to go to heaven. To take away every doubt, you want to make 100% sure that you are a Christian. You want to be born again. You want to say that I am not ashamed to be identified as a Christian. This afternoon, please with every eye closed, you want to be born again. You, you know, all that you are saying is that I, I want to stop playing games with God. I want to be serious. I, 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 I want to stop playing games. I want to stop playing games. I'm not playing no more games. I want to be serious with God. I want to accept him as my personal savior. Personal savior. I want to accept him as my personal savior. Personal savior. If that's the decision you have taken this afternoon, please lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. If that is your decision this afternoon, you want to take Jesus as your personal savior, which, and you have not done it before, you have not done this before, please, do it now. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Personal savior. Personal savior. I want to know God personally for myself. I want to be born again. I want to be sure. Please, you see, what I'm saying is, I'm serious. Because you may never know. You cannot predict what will happen tomorrow. This is your chance. So please, this is a very serious moment. I want you to lift up your hand. I want to say lift up your hand. I mean, your hand should go above your head, so that I'm sure. If you are sure, lift up your hand above your head and I'll pray for you. You want to do this? Please, please, please. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Don't, don't, don't let this opportunity pass you by. Don't let, because you cannot predict what will happen in the future. You may never have another chance like this again. Don't wait for something bad to happen before you say, had I known. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. As I'm talking, your heart is beating. Please respond. Lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Anybody here like this? Thank you, Holy Spirit. No, I, I feel there's somebody here. Look, don't harden your heart. Do not harden your heart. Do not harden your heart. I feel it strongly. Don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart. Don't say later, another time. No, there may not be any later. There may not be another time. This is your chance to take a decision for God. Take a decision for God. Take a decision for God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Count the cost. Count the cost. Count the cost and take a decision for Jesus. Father, we thank you. Show mercy, Lord. Show mercy, Lord. Show mercy, Lord. Show mercy. Show mercy, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Please come forward. Come forward. Come forward. Put your hand together for it. Come forward. I'm for you. I'm telling you. Thank you. Come, 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 come forward. God will show you mercy. Mercy, mercy. Mercy, mercy. God is going to show you mercy. This is the hour. This is the hour. This is the hour. He will show you mercy. Yeah. I want you to say this after me. Heavenly Father, this afternoon, I thank you. I thank you. For sending your son, Jesus Christ. Sending your son, Jesus Christ. To die for me to die for me I confess, I confess I am a sinner I, am a sinner. I have done many wrong things I have done many wrong things I have done many wrong things many but thank you, but thank you for sending Jesus, for sending Jesus to, die for me. to die for me my sins are washed away my sins are washed away my sins are washed away. I am a newborn Christian. Father, we thank you for this lady. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that washes away our sins. Thank you that she's a new creature. Her past will not come against her. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. 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 Oh, take up the cross. Please be seated.
We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapesandpublications at yahoo.com.